Hello everyone, this is Attack the Backlog, the podcast where I, Mark Kuznez, tries to make a dent in their backlog one game at a time. This is episode 2, El Shaddai Ascension of the Metatron, a 3D action platformer which originally came out on both PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 on April 28th, 2011. I'm playing on Xbox 360 and the thing that stands out first and foremost, it's what initially drew me to the game so many years ago when I believe I first saw it on the one-up show which is a long gone show uh, is the art the art is beautiful and incredibly varied there is so much going on aesthetically just it jumps from different styles uh, from very desaturated almost black and white uh, environments and in fact there are a few that are completely black and white outside of the handful of characters on screen to incredibly textured like a like there's a gene texture going on overlaying the art and just very painterly vibes going there's a tron-esque environment that's very you know robotic and futuristic sci-fi with uh, and neons going everywhere there is an early environment that is very red and has fireworks going on and it's just a visual feast that is incredible to take in and just be in awe of it it still looks great of course resolution wise it's not up to par with games today but from a artistic standpoint from an aesthetic standpoint from a stylistic standpoint all that it is still an incredibly gorgeous gorgeous game and there's it's just nice to see something that stands out so much if you were looking at a row of 10 20 30 games El Shaddai would stand out because of its art but that's pretty much where it all falls apart because the rest of the game is just a bit of a mess and that mess varies in how bad it is and how messy it actually is starting with the story which is i guess loosely based off an old jewish piece of religious text the book of enoch in el shaddai you are playing as enoch who is a human uh, appealing to the gods to this higher council in order to stop this planned flood from destroying all of mankind because this group of angels these fallen angels have just lost their mind essentially and i and there are allusions that i think they're trying to help humans adapt and evolve at a quicker pace or in in an unnatural way and you enoch are tasked with collecting these angels and bringing them back to heaven for judgment i don't know that's the biggest problem with the story is that it is convoluted and not very coherent and really just hard to follow and it sucks because i can see little bits of frag i can see these fragments and pieces of the story that i i I want to get invested in and i can see parts of it where i feel like man there's something really good here but it's just it's like a puzzle that hasn't been put together that has just been emptied out and maybe there are chunks that are put together but there are still piles of pieces that are just scattered about and that is they're just leaving it at that that is the final product and it sucks because 
there there's a something interesting there but i just wasn't sure what was going on and after a certain point i just succumbed to the fact that i knew i wasn't going to really understand what was happening because there, there there's just so much going on there's so many characters and they throw in these little bits of story in between levels and these parts where you're fighting these angels for maybe 10 seconds and they give you a little bit of dialogue and then it just transitions to the rest of the game and in most of those cases i end up dying right away but that's not a big problem because it's i was supposed to die apparently and it's frustrating that that ends up being the case with the game because it is a story I want to really be invested. I want to get involved in, but I just, I can't. It's it's really disappointing in that sense. Um, but then transitioning to the gameplay, it, the the action of it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold the, the platforming for last because that's the biggest problem but the the combat is very simple in that it works on a rock paper scissor type of system there are three weapons an arch a gale and a veil the arch is this curved blade that looks like a, a bow but it's you know a, a melee weapon and the gale is sort of like a disc a ring thing that I think you hold, hold two of them and that's a ranged weapon so the the arch is more of a mid-range weapon Gale is long range and then the veil is this shield that you break apart into two pieces and hold them in both your arms and that is a close range weapon the Gale and arch are fast-paced they're, they're pretty quick uh, but the the veil is a very slow uh, heavy weapon that can deal a lot of damage but the way it works is that, you know, the arch will be really good against this type of weapon, the gale will be good against this type of weapon, and the veil will be good against this other type of weapon. That system, I never really got a handle of outside of boss fights, because when you are in these boss fights, they will put a little halo around on the top of the, the boss's head, so that you can see if a weapon is good or bad against them in their current state because they'll usually transform to build their defenses towards one weapon or another if it's red the current weapon is no good if it's blue it's really good if it's purple it's neutral um but outside of that in the basic combat i just found myself using the arch almost universally just because i like the way that one felt the gale is incredibly boring to use because it just involves you staying far away from your opponents and just mashing the attack button mashing 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 and the veil is just so slow to do anything that it's also not that fun to use and the arch is a nice balance between the two um but ultimately the combat was just very samey and all the enemies have the same weapons and as you progress through the game, they just change sort of their attack patterns or they just become a bit more finicky to deal with. They might dodge more, uh, they'll look different, but it's it's just the, the same from the very beginning to the end. And you don't get a lot of combos or kind of extras added onto that combat. So it just feels like a really, really hack and slashy type of game. 
Um, and I was disappointed by that. I, I would have liked a dodge or something uh, of that sort. Um, I also, uh, another part of the combat is that you have to bless your weapon or whatever. Because when your weapon turns like a, an orange glow, because your weapons will glow. That means your weapon has lost its strength, essentially, and it's much weaker, and it'll take longer to defeat enemies. And you press the left bumper to re-whatever. You, you, you give it its nice glow again. Or you can steal weapons from enemies when they're glowing as well. Have this, like, hate, like entire halo encompassing their whole body, and they're laying on the ground. You can then steal their weapon from them, and it'll be fully charged. Uh, for a period of time but that's really all there is to the combat and there's like the blocking just felt like it, I didn't find enjoyment out of blocking and I really wish I could just dodge or counter or something you can counter but I never found a point of it in part because the the way death works in the game is really weird and it makes the game have no stakes when you die you are told to just keep mashing the buttons because you're, like essentially it goes in like a first person your eyelids are starting to close mashing the buttons will open them up and give you new life and give you new armor the way your health works in the game and one thing i do like is that the game is hud free there's nothing on screen so the way you know how much health you have is how much armor you have much like uh, ghosts and goblins or such um and when you have a superpower, uh, this ability where I think it's Uriel will come and help you and give strength to your to your attacks for a short period of time, you start glowing orange. Funny thing about that, you don't even know that that thing exists. Well, you don't get access to it for about two hours into the game, which is maybe a third of the way in. And the entire time prior to that, you're collecting all these orange orbs that are meaningless up to that point. You don't know what the hell they're for, but they are attracted to you. You break something, they come into you. Like, well, am I going to be able to level up my character at some point? I don't know. And then eventually you, you learn what those are for. And that was just frustrating because I kept collecting all these things and felt compelled to collect them, even though I didn't know why I should do that. But I do appreciate the HUD-3 interface and just it, it makes the art really shine, which I think is probably one of the reasons why they did that but the combat just felt very samey from start to finish and the death you die you mash the buttons you wake up and you're like oh my armor is fully there now again and i can just go on they you know that the enemies don't respawn it's not like you have to start over it's not a continue in that sense the only time you have to continue in in that way is if you are doing a platform segment, I'll get to those, and you fall off when you have no health, and it's just like, okay, you gotta continue. You can't open your eyes and rise from there for whatever dumb reason. But, and the funny thing with that is the game starts with you being thrust into this boss fight against one of these, uh, one of these fallen angels. It's not really a boss fight, but it just puts you against one, doesn't tell you how any of the controls work, and you just get your ass handed to you and then it tells you hey you know it's not over for you just mash on all the buttons and you'll wake up and then it does that it rewinds the game and it puts you back at the start menu starts the game up again and you're like what the hell is going on 
I don't understand anything, but okay, this is okay. I guess this is part of the game, and that was just an interesting way to start. And I was I was intrigued by that. I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. I like you know, it's in the same way that people will complain about the I believe 2008 Prince of Persia not really having any stakes because you just fall off a thing and then the princess whatever just grabs your arm and everything's fine. Uh, but I don't I don't mind that. It just is something to be aware of and does somewhat take away from any kind of worry about oh well this boss battle I really need to be cautious no I, I just brute force it I don't need to be really defensive because if I get killed I just mash the buttons I wake up again got full armor they still have however much health they lost it's gone so I'm just going to keep doing that but now let's move on to the platforming which is where El Shaddai really shines and the, the the platforming is broken up into two different parts. There are 3D platforming parts and 2D side-scrolling parts. The 2D side-scrolling bits are fine. They're usually okay. It, it can feel good at times I, if you're in a groove and you're landing all the jumps, but then if you miss one, it's easy to just get flustered and end up missing a lot. And, and those sections look really good too. I mean, there, there was one that takes place in like a like i guess it would be a church but there are stained glass windows in the background and it's very pretty because the rest of the environment is somewhat muted and then you have these very bright colorful stained glass windows and i think those were i think that was this uh, a section early on in the game that was showing you all the different fallen angels um and it was really beautiful and i was still super interested in the story at that point the platforming hadn't gotten too bad but the 3D platforming is god-awful. And it starts off terribly with a section that is just... I, I was maybe a half hour in the game and I died way too many times trying to get across these platforms to get to this stupid cave or whatever. And I died a whole bunch of times and I'm like, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to be able to finish this game. If I'm going to be able to deal with this. And at times it was hard to really stick with the game because the 3d platforming is so bad there were a few sections after that or maybe one where it wasn't as bad because it just was the the, the platforms were more forgiving and there wasn't much space for error it was easy there wasn't like a, a huge gap that you could fall through but as i progress further it just is this mess where you basically have to figure out where you are based upon the the shadow you cast on the ground and it's not always easy to see that and even in some cases that part of the gameplay is not really helpful and it just led to some excruciatingly frustrating bits where i was screaming at my tv so many expletives were coming out of my mouth uh, if i was a, a controller thrower i would have thrown it a handful of times I probably I don't know how many times I died but you, you'll see in this here video and right now you'll be watching me fail numerous times but it was so incredibly frustrating because I I wanted to like the game so much but then all the 3d platforming was against me doing that the action while not great was fine it was serviceable the 2d platforming bits weren't always perfect but they weren't terrible for the most part they were uh, serviceable 
And there were moments where I was in a groove and I was landing all these jumps and it felt good. There were frustrating bits in there, but there are frustrating bits in a lot of platformers. But when it came to the 3D platforming, it was just an absolute nightmare. And I hated every second of it. And then later in the game, you get that these things are like, okay, I got I to gotta pause this. And sometimes the, the checkpointing system wasn't as forgiving as I would like. And I would just be like, okay, I have to do this. I have to do that. Why is this not working? This is being way too sensitive. And ultimately, I ended up really disliking the game because of the platforming. Specifically the 3D platforming. And that, that sucks. Because I think... I think there is good in the game. And I think... I, I, I want to recommend it on the visuals alone, but... If I wasn't playing the game for this series, I don't think I would have finished it. Even though it's a maybe a six-hour game, uh, I probably spent an hour, an hour and a half, having to redo bits of platforming. But it's not a long game. Uh, it's just a really disappointing game. Because I can see all the potential in it. And it just doesn't come together. And that, that really sucks. Especially something that I was really looking forward to. But that that's going to happen when you go back and play games you wanted to. Or you know play games as they're coming out. Not everything's going to live up to what you hoped and expected them to be. And El Shaddai is such that. But like I, I want to end on some still good bits. Because I don't want to be all negative on it. There are some cool moments in the boss fights uh, there is one that I, I think it was the what not, not water I think the fire Neparoth or something this big just almost derpy looking creature that just looks like a, a, a giant I don't know cylinder and that boss fight was really fun because it was what you'd expect in a boss fight with pattern recognition and be like okay this is this is his attack now Okay, switching things up, so I gotta, I gotta dodge, I gotta jump out of this way, and then attack it here, wait for it to do this, and like, it, it was a fun back and forth, and I, I really enjoyed that, it was visually stimulating, and it was just fun, and wasn't frustrating, because it was not in some kind of a horrible 3D platforming bit, and then the, the one I enjoyed the most, because it was so ridiculous, and at first, I was so confused as to what the hell was going on, and I was, I was really uh, annoyed. I don't know. It was it was a weird bit. Was there? There's this character, Amaros, who is one of the fallen angels, who seems to be the good one. He ends up helping you out uh, at a point. You play as him for a bit, which is interesting because he doesn't have the ability to use the weapons. He's just a melee fighter, and He's got like a weird tail, neck, hair thing going on. But when you first fight him, kind of, in his boss fight, you're not fighting him. You're just fighting a bunch of brutes behind him as he's dancing in the foreground. And you're fighting in the background. And at a point, he just comes up right into the camera and just starts like touching it and putting his face up there and like moving away from it, moving into it. And just, it, it is such a weird, crazy thing. And I, I like that. I like how weird the game could get for that kind of stuff but that 
doesn't make up for how bad the platforming is. The platforming is god-awful. And it, it does switch things up with gameplay as well. Like, there's a section in that Tron-esque environment that is very Tron-like, where you are on a, uh, a motorcycle driving through the environment, attacking enemies, which is... It goes on a bit too long, and it's not particularly fun, but it is different from the rest of the game. And I appreciate a lot of that in El Shaddai where it does decide to be different and try something not exactly new you know from a, a global standpoint or anything, but new in terms of the actual game where it's like okay you've been hacking slashing it for so long let's throw in this bike section or you've been attacking and, and fighting enemies all this way let's have this weird boss fight where this guy is right up in the foreground and I appreciated that uh, El Shaddai is a game I appreciate for what it's trying to do and some of the stuff it does really well like the art and some of the moments in the game but ultimately I'm just really disappointed in it as a, a, a whole experience when it comes together as a whole I just feel like it, it's not quite there and, and that's a shame but I, I think there there could be a reason for people to go back and try it to give it a shot because it is short and maybe the platforming won't be terrible for you but I think it's just important to know that the platforming regardless of what you may think of it if you do try it out is not great and it can get really frustrating but ultimately the game with its way of continuing where you just wake up and stuff it is pretty forgiving in that sense so if you can deal with the frustration you can progress through the game without any problem you just have to get through sections uh, and, and that's that but, um, that is El Shaddai Ascension of the Metatron you can pick it up on PlayStation 3 or Xbox 360 it seems to be much cheaper on 360 so if you have both systems uh, that would be the one to go with but um, thank you for watching this here episode, listening to this here episode of Attack the Backlog. Uh, I, I'm, I'm very happy with the way people reacted to the first episode, and I hope y'all enjoyed this one and continue watching more. So that is where this episode will end. Uh, once again, I'm your host, Marcus Nez. Y'all can find me on Twitter, Instagram, all the usual places, at PX Sausage. This site is pixelatedsausage.com where you can find this podcast and other podcasts like the pixelated sausage podcast and if you like crazy kooky colorful art like that you found in El Shaddai you can check out my art at pxsart.com and if you'd like to support this show and the other podcasts we do and the site in general and everything the art go over to patreon.com slash pxs and support us that way so once again, thank you for watching, uh, and please share these videos if you think you know somebody who might be interested in them. Bye-bye.